And the class gift from the class of 2016, along with the coupon to Applebee's, is the show. Gentlemen, Dog Portrait, everybody. Joining me today is the pride of Emerson, recently graduated, Ricky Downs himself. Ricky, welcome to the show. Hello, Dean. Nice to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good stuff. Good stuff. It's good of you to think that. Oh, it, It's really cute that you think that. All right. So, yeah. Recent grad. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah, it's, uh, I guess... Five should... days fresh. Oof. Yeah. Should we uh, go into detail how we maybe know each other at all? Or uh... Yeah, I guess a little right, bit so, of context um... here. So Dean and I went to the high school together. Dean was a grade above me. I was below. Um, we knew each other actually in middle school, orchestra. Yeah, actually, you we were, were uh, uh, Murphy. Please tell me, viola, violin, violin. Damn it! Yeah, it was violin. It was one of two options. <laughs> well, I didn't think cause... anything big, and I uh, you weren't a bass player because there was only three of us. Yeah, it was you, Ross Dinger, Kirk, and uh, oh Jim, John, yeah, yeah John and James Meyer. Yeah. Okay, so five of us. Five of you guys, yeah, <laughs> solid five. Um, Is that what they called us? That's what I called you, the fat, the fat five. Uh, and then in high school, um, yeah. If you're gonna believe this, I was in stage crew. Which, what? Knowing him now, knowing him now, this is actually kind of a surprising thing. Yeah. So. It, well, I think even back then it was like, wait, you're in stage crew? Exactly. Why? Exactly. And, and my, my mindset was that um, I had thought stage crew was a bit more. Um, Kind of at the beginning was more uh, involved in like the creative process. No, we just build with wood. Oh, <laughs> uh, kind of what I got there. Well, now I'm here. Oh, it, um, was, it was a rounding out, if you if you can believe that. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, and eventually I got to eventually I got to work, and then I also like when they did the talent show, and like I got to act whenever I got the opportunity to and perform. It's very true. I, I think I think, and this is probably like my personal experience with you talking. I think we all just kind of like wrote you off as he's in stage crew. Oh well. More power to him. Yeah. So we didn't really. So when you wanted to like do acting, we're just like, really? Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, no, but I'm. But that was coming from like the the top down perspective. People looking up to you. Um, I, don't, like... I don't. I don't have that perspective. Yeah, it was always. I think it was just always like he's in stage crew. <laughs> what? <laughs> because then when I, I would perform, I thought it was pretty funny, and um, you know, uh, I thought you it... did have your own following. I thought it was good. Uh... <laughs> But yeah, so that was that, and then eventually I did the comedy and um, talent show host. And Which whatnot. comedy was that? I did the... Uh, was that in your senior year? I mean, I, I had a cameo with Ron Weasley. We don't talk about that, though. Uh, <laughs> that was a nightmare. Of course. How friggin' course you were Ron Weasley. <laughs> it was Ron Weasley in sophomore year. Then I was... Um, and then I, I was I actually won uh, my freshman year. I, I won like a good amount of money for my Star Wars reenactment. Um, freshman year, and then I hosted like talent show at uh, my senior year. I had a cameo in the senior show, my senior uh, senior show, obviously. Um, so that was cool, nice performing. Like, and also I did the morning announcements too. Oh yeah. So yeah, that was, all right. Yeah, so I, I was performing in high school, just not as much. Um, I but can't I can't remember who did the morning announcements during my year, but I do remember making fun of them during. The it was senior um, trip. no, it was Brett Brittany O'Halloran was Brittany O'Halloran. No, wow, no, Brittany Holloway did. <laughs> Brittany Holloway. I can find a Caitlin O'Halloran. Uh, O'Halloran. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, now it's coming back um, to me. I, I just uh, was was. I just remember there were so. It was during a time when there were so many people uh, doing different things and trying to stand out that. 
by the time I had to say something about it, it was ridiculous. It was dumb. Yeah, it was. Well, I remember it was okay. Obviously, for it was Rob and uh, Anthony Sylvester. And, yeah, that uh, was that was them for like uh, two years. Good amount. Then who was with Rob though? That that. that your junior, my sophomore year, it was uh, it was Rob and somebody else, but it wasn't Anthony because Anthony had been gone by then. Right. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I don't, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Whatever. Well, not, if so, we actually do remember it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> fifty-five minutes in, well, that, it's that guy. <laughs> uh, that was who it was. Um, but no, I guess high school, high school is gone, gone, gone. So I guess we can talk about um, your colegio experience. Yeah, yeah. It was great. It was a blast. I really, really loved Emerson. I got. I, I mean. It would probably, you know, they say it's the best four years for a reason. It really was. I mean, I got to do so much. What other school could you say you're the president of the animation club, you're executive producing two animated shorts in a comedy troupe on a comedy television show and also spearing your own web series at the same time? That, that was one. my senior – yeah, Emerson. <laughs> that was my senior year. That was – it truly was an incredible experience. I mean, there's certainly faults with the school and the administration. Um, I'm not going to say there aren't. I then we can talk about that later on. I guess because I have a feeling we will be. Uh, <laughs> Man, you read me right. Yeah, but um, you know, it really was a um, fantastic. Uh, the community was really great, and just the opportunities I had, and the, the you know going. You know, I finally got to do stand up. I had a one man show. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a, you know, I had so many great. Experience is the one thing that's scary now. So, well, what's next? I think for a lot of people. See this? Okay, this this right now. This is going like the bulk of my material going on right here because this is the time of year where if you know anyone who is remotely twenty two years old uh. and you are connected to Facebook, <laughs> odds are you uh, you have been subjected to the torrent that is the insightful. Facebook statuses saying, I graduated and it was so amazing, and what's next for me? And you have been, you have probably been subjected to 50 different ways of saying, uh, this is a milestone in my life, be happy for me. Um, yeah, but I like Facebook likes, so. <laughs> like, that's how I thrive. Like, you know, if I'm getting, like, a, if I'm getting, like, if I'm racking up 40 or 30, it's, like, a good day for me. That is actually very true. If I get, if I get 20 likes on a status, I know I've hit gold. Yeah, yeah, 20, once hit... you hit, like, 20, for me, like, that's, that's, like, you know, twenty likes could kind of become like that's the gold standard. Like, all right, good day, and then oh, we're getting more. All right, keep it coming. You then. have just made good content, good sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I if I get like ten, then it's like all right, okay, well, I'll right some status, people. I'm sure, oh. I'm sure other people chuckled at it and then scrolled on, but some people went out of their way to click like. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I I wrote actually kind of something I thought was um nice, and it was a quote from Night of the Museum three, <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of the Smithsonian. Oh no, no, that was the second one. Uh. The secret of the tomb. Was uh, that really it? That yeah, sounds it like something. S- a, that sounds like a very bad ripoff of Indiana Jones. <laughs> well, it, it, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, the Crystal Skull, the secret of the tomb. tomb. <laughs> we we did not go into that yet. Yeah, we um, it, and uh, there actually is a great part where towards the end of the film, um, was it Robin Williams? Yeah, it was. As, it was Robin Williams as Roosevelt, and uh, I don't want to give too much away, but Ben Stiller is um talking to Robin Williams at the end of the film. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, rather. And he says, I have no idea what I'm going to do tomorrow. And, you know, in, like, typical Williams fashion, he just says with a smile, like, how exciting. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was trying to find something that, to, like, something that wasn't going to be, like, indulgent, but also, you know, this is an important time. So I'll, I'll mark it with that. And I think that's, like, because a lot of people were like, what am I going to do? I'm doing screwed. <laughs> Wow, that was that was really spot on. Oh, that's a, that's a, a Please stop. I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt myself. <laughs> uh, but no, but 
I understand that. I get that. And you know what? It, it's like... I, I think it's an oversaturation, honestly. Okay. Uh, when, when it comes with a lot of people... Okay, we get it. You survived college. <laughs> Good. But there's nothing really unique about what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, if it could be all culminated into one message, it's going to be the same flavor. And I think yours is like the, the sprinkling of paprika on top that, like, changes it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I have something coming out tomorrow, which I think is going to, like, uh, I, I, you know, I made a video. I made a goodbye video. Okay, there we go. Um, that I kind of did. And I had a lot of fun doing that. Um, but... I remember you did a goodbye video uh, at high school. I did, didn't I? What was that? It, it, was, it was like a, I think it was during, was it not one of your uh, comedy routines no, you said goodbye to uh, someone Coffin. else. Coffin! I said goodbye to Coffin. You said goodbye to Coffin. That was it. And that was recorded. Yeah, that's on Facebook, actually. If you... For the Ricky Downs fans out there who wish to uh, see some uh, exclusive high school, it was a goodbye Coffin. Yeah, goodbye Coffin. I'm like Coffin. growing a pocket protector in my shirt. That's... <laughs> yeah. What's you happening to me? Um... Yeah, if you really want to dig back, what, four years? Yeah, four years. Yeah, that was a... And that's when... The crazy thing when I graduated high school was um, it was the same year that... Michael Scott left the office. Yes, so and you did. You did fitting. a whole thing. Yeah, it you was so fitting. Um, and it's crazy because when Patrick left, it was it was the same year the office ended. And where my family's a big, besides my mom, she hates it, but my family's a big office family, um, which was nuts. And this year it was uh, Colbert left. Was oh, that was yeah. what, that was the thing that kind of like the parallel. And then also in high school, Harry Potter final movie came out too that summer, <laughs> which I uh, which everybody's saying my childhood is over. You didn't read the book. Shut up. <laughs> No, even with the people that did read the book, I I remember there were stories of uh, uh, there were stories of friends, friends of friends of friends, who were like basically like crying up a storm. I'm like, come on, there's got to be more to it. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be more to what's going on in your life. And you know, sure enough, they've clung on to another fandom. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, so life goes on. And I'm not going to act like Harry Potter way. was not a huge part of my childhood, which it was. It was. But it wasn't... I'm not going to say, Ch- childhood is over. No, it's not. Because then the same year, the Muppets came out in Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> like, your, your childhood's not over. And also, Star Wars is coming out again. So, we'll talk about that later on. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, when it, when it came to the Harry Potter fans... The Harry Potter fans, I think, are a very unique microcosm I will never of forget fans. a Facebook status you made in 09. I'm not kidding. About, <laughs> like... I don't want. I'm not going to the midnight show. I'm not going to watch a bunch of nerds complaining how the book, sh- how different it is from the book. Those people should be hit with broomsticks, not writing them. Yeah, <laughs> I'll never forget that. Um, <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's like an interesting microcosm for two reasons. One, they really refuse to let go to the point where J.K. Rowling, like she, she cannot do anything different. You know what I mean? Yeah. She did. She did Tales of Beetle the Bard. And that, Which I read, I liked that. Yeah, but I think it was met with, like, mixed reviews. Yeah. Mostly because people were, like, asking, where's Harry, Harry Potter? Potter? Yeah, which he then, then she wrote an adult book, years later, Yeah, and I was like, this isn't Harry Potter. This is this is what? naughty! Bring it back! <laughs> and uh, now, I, now I think the latest news was she was, she's now doing, like, adult Harry Potter, like, officially? I, I, God, I hope not. I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I just wish things could end. Yeah, you and know And that's why, I, like, I, for a while, I really revered the Harry Potter series, because... It ended. It, it ended. It had its books. It had its movies. It ended it's how it was supposed to end. Like, you don't see people uh, talking about Breaking Bad now. Like, yeah. oh, what happened after that? What happened with Jesse? Like, no, it, it ended how it should have been. And whether you liked the ending or not, it did. It yeah. happened. I agree. I mean, well, there is Better Call Saul, but... There is Better Call But that... that That's different. Yeah. That's different. Well... With, with Harry Potter, though, I... 
it, it, it's also I think it's also an interesting fandom because JK can do no wrong also she really can and, and she's actually been answering people's questions which is like gr- awesome of a creator no that's that's that, that mm-hmm. is great and another thing I have is um I mean I'll say now I, I know this is like heresy I probably have a deeper connection to the movies and the books I'm not the type of person who reads a book twice if I read a book I read it it's died in the same way. um I actually cared more about the movies so a lot of the stuff that people give the movie the movies flack for um like Peeves is the most useless character in all of literature. I I, I don't care that he's not in the movies. R- refresh me. Peeves, Peeves is the poltergeist who hangs. Because around. I read I read the fifth, sixth, and seventh books. Oh, you never read the early ones? It, I I really didn't. Okay, I really didn't. Yeah, he's just poltergeist. I mean, there are issues that should have changed. Like I, to this day, yeah, Voldemort should have died. You should have saw the body. He shouldn't have flaked away like he's Emperor. I mean, it's a cool effect, but it is important that he. You see the body because you kind of he's a man he's a man, um, but I, I I probably have a deeper connection to, and like so whenever I hear it wasn't in, in the books it's like get over it it's, it's an adaption my friend <laughs> an adaption but going back to uh, college because I want to keep this on track um, well no actually one last point that I wanted to make yeah sure thing uh, they uh, the Harry Potter fandom aside from J K Rowling like be, almost kind of like being coerced into writing another book. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Harry Potter and the Methods of uh, Reality? No. Methods? It's HPMOR. I'm subscribed to it on uh, on Reddit, which I, I think I'll just make that like a subreddit discovery if anyone actually like does those things. I've actually had people tell me, yeah, I heard of your suggestion. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't look at it. And I'm like, really? <laughs> so what's the point? Uh... But let's see, Harry Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, that's the one. They have actually rewritten it uh, to the point where it's its like Harry Potter isn't being dumb about things. Like, I, I guess discovering the Chamber of Secrets and being like, oh, let's go in by myself. No, how about how about we get like some really smart people to come <laughs> with the us? cops? <laughs> yeah. Well, the other one, uh, the greatest thing I've ever seen, like one of the greatest things, the greatest internet finds, Harry Potter as written by Anne Rand. <laughs> it's a... <laughs> It's a right, Harry. Don't you care about your parents? They're there in the mirror. I made myself wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this information cannot help us with the uh, consuming markets. I think. I think a better thing that I, I like. I I would rather reimagine Harry Potter as he is in Potter Puppet Pals. Uh, oh, I'm Harry Potter. I'm so awesome. Yeah. I'm the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, quiet, Ron. Yeah. My favorite. My favorite one was. Uh, he's. He, he's like. I'm Harry Potter. I'm totally awesome. <laughs> Snake comes up to him. He's like, oh, d- d- you've been absent yeah. for three weeks. And, and you can actually hear it from his perspective. <laughs> like, <it's> just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And then he just punches him with a human fist, plays a saxophone. <laughs> That's it. I love it. See, you know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, the other one there. is a, he kind of, Star Kid. Uh, the Harry Potter musical is also Darren Criss did it. Oh yeah, yeah. He kind of played off that trope too, like the egotistical Harry Potter. Yeah, which is good. That's like it's it's like an interesting one. You know what I mean? Yeah, you kind of the only Harry Potter like probably little. like the only <laughs> he might be the least interesting character in the series. Kind of is because <laughs> the only the only time you ever get like kind of that that ego is when he's with uh, Hermione. Like, well, I am the chosen one. Spock. Well, because by all by all uh, manner of reasoning, Hermione is better. You know what I mean? He, yeah, yeah, she is. No, it should be. It should be Hermione Granger helps her two idiot friends out. Yeah, <laughs> Hermione Granger and two idiot friends. <laughs> God, you idiots! <laughs> Hermione Granger drives the short bus. Yeah. 
Uh, so yeah, college. Uh, yeah, let, let's let's jump back to yeah, that. yeah, yeah college. Wow, yeah. So I mean, big thing to talk about. The thing uh, is, a conservative lot of... art school. You want to talk oh yeah, that? thank you very much. Um, uh, Ricky Downs, uh, creator of a uh, series called Conservative Art. Yeah. School. So the idea about that, it's a political satire, which is about essentially. Uh, Emerson is a very, I sit in quotes, liberal art school because uh, this year particularly we've seen some of that hypocrisy come out. Um, what, what was that? Well, this there. Try, were, try to explain it as neutral as possible. Okay, um, Emerson. Eight words or less. Okay, Emerson, while very kind to the L, does a lot for the LB, LBGT plus community. There's a severe lack of kind of emphasis and kind of incompetence towards racial and cultural um oh it's one of those uh, one of those issues yeah cultural like kind of um empathy and understanding and this year there actually was and towards the end of this year there uh, there was a protest which i I intended to uh, i did attend um uh to just to kind of bring forth where a lot of people of color actually spoke about their prop their their own experiences at emerson which highlighted that insensitivity um and it, it kind of came to light because well first of all i mean let's we don't live in a bubble like the the the, pro, the ferguson and new york protests have kind of raised awareness of these issues and kind of mm-hmm. discussed how they are kind of inbred to society and uh what we can now what's the next step essentially yeah you know what now that i think about it i'm actually kind of glad that i graduated before that all that like really bubbled up to the surface because i don't think i would have like liked to have lived in that climate it was very. I mean, it was. I won't lie. It was a very. It was a very very tense environment. Mostly because it was part of a social justice program, and we would have been forced to discuss it. No, I, I didn't want to be like. Yeah, I mean, institutionalized racism, but yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. It's a very. It's an extremely touchy subject, and um, the the really sad thing was just seeing you know people that you love and care about like um, you know people of color having to um kind of lived you know you know like the you know they were they were truly did um these incidents really did like it really like it really shook them up more than us you know because this is you know yeah no no and it it was yeah and it was very it it was very you know upsetting you wanted to like show your support to these people who were like who 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 were not only being attacked um you know that felt their community was you know their community was being attacked and thus they were somewhat this kind of showed like the lack of um regard they had and especially in the media when you know they use the word thug and things like that and um yeah that kind of the the connotation that has and the fear that these issues raise for them and so there's a level of sadness that that was happening and you obviously you want to use your um i guess your privilege in a way to to do the best thing you can but um you know, it, it was it was tough. It was tough to um. It, it was very and it's it's also very sad because you know when there's such an emotional connection to an issue like that, it is kind of hard. And but when you would just have somebody, you know, like the, the friend from high school who would just say, "You're you're overthinking. It's not like this way. Let me tell you how it's like it is," and then you know that that's gonna unleash, that's gonna hit make someone hit a breaking point. Yeah, and that's gonna and then then you see like some there's anger, depression, and it's. It, it, it was – it's a very tumultuous time and the only thing honestly I think you could have done to be the right way is to reach a hand out. I'm here for you. I want to discuss. I want to make you feel safe. I want to – you know, I want to do whatever I can, you know, understand that I, I – understanding that privilege and trying to make it – what can I do to help you essentially? 
and you know the first step to that will be you know acknowledging your privilege trying to understand trying to research and read about these issues and try to resol- try to figure out what you can do in your own life to resolve them i think and then that's the only thing anything but can do and when you get enough people doing that that's when progress can happen i also believe um you know i i like protests but you know you know it's kind of scary you know like no I, it, when it, there was bo- there was a big boston protest and like i was in my room terrified thinking that my you know my friends you know uh, uh, you know you know my friends would you know possibly arrested or hurt mm-hmm. you know they were saying like they were you know the police were and, and, and boston was most boston was much much more peaceful than uh you know ferguson in new york but um there still were uh you know, it's just you know, it's an emotional connection you have with these people. You know, they're your friends. You love them, and Hello. the fact that they could be possibly, um, you know, killed because they were standing for what they believe for is uh, it's terrifying, and it really brought up a lot of questions about where I think our country is and what we need to do to move forward and really provide that equality. Uh, so that's that, I guess. Um, but I guess all you can really do is. Uh, do the right listen. I think it's listening is important to people who are being affected by any um, thing like this, uh, whether whether it, you know it's an issue of civil rights, uh, you know, which is almost always, but whether it's race or gender or uh, you know sexual orientation. Just, Sorry about that. No, Didn't it's no worries. Yeah, De- Dean just uh, stepped out, but uh, yeah, I think it's I think listening. I think overall is the thing, and just yeah. trying to find that. I think if you can take anything positive from the conversation we just had, I think it's just finding that empathy and listening. I think listening is really important. I think a lot of times. People might try to make the conversation about them when it really shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, that's well, that's that's like an issue that you gotta like. Uh, I think that's an issue that needs to be addressed before like conversations happen. You know what I mean? Like, it, are you are you talking about the issue at large or are you talking about yourself? Yeah, and because you can say like, I'm like, not a racist. That's not the point, though. Yeah, the point is that you know you could. I th- I think that's what what people have a lot of difficulty understanding is that. It's not a question of you, and we're not tra- and nobody's trying to attack you, you know. Yeah. But it is important for you to understand that this is a much larger thing than you. Well, because it, re- it requires two different like sets of thinking and two different solutions, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if 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 you want to like just get something off of your chest, then it's not really going to like like solve the issue at hand. But it's it's good to vent. Yeah, to I agree. Vent. I agree. It is. It is. Yeah. And I think it's important to provide – and Emerson, I think – and this year Emerson actually, in response to that, even though I think the, the administration, the school itself has its issues, the community again. I mean there this was the year that there was a all-women of color theater troupe was formed. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, um, That's they, progressive. Yeah, and they, they – um, it was it was school. It was uh, student student run, totally student run. Um, uh, uh, she uh, – and the, the, the founder of the troupe actually won like the president's citation, which is great. Um, she, uh, and, uh, we had, um, you know, Ebony had one organization. The Ebony is the, uh, black, uh, interest and rights, uh, program on campus. They won over the year for, um, setting up the, the stand, the stand, the walkouts, the, uh, protests, and also just fostering a community where people can feel welcome, which I think is extremely important. Um, so good on them and, uh, they're doing the right thing and just keep it up, um, yeah, so that's that. And I think having a community is important. But I guess moving, going back to a college grad life. Let's go back to college. Yeah, so, which we actually, we were in college, just a different aspect of college. Um, 
Now, so I guess now that it's over, though, it's a question of um... you know that that entire thing was kind of like sparked at just telling people uh, you you created your show, Conservative Art School. Oh my God! Yeah, wow. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean I, I I didn't mean to like let this snowball into that, but it was yeah, it was I, very poignant and very well done. Yeah, but... I, I just conservative art school was a, it's a, essentially it's about a conservative goes to a liberal art school. And there we go. See? Yeah, it's See? about a conservative goes to a liberal art school. It's very wacky, very silly. I play that conservative character. That is very true. Um, uh, who was your inspiration for that? Because I was getting a very strong Stan Smith vibe from. Uh... No, not at all. It was actually really? a combination of Colbert, Dwight. But I think at the center of it all is actually Michael Scott. Really? I, huh. Ricky really needs to be liked. And okay, he yes, needs to you're be right. liked. He needs to be liked. He needs to be loved. But he needs people to love him in according to his philosophy. So he will do nothing to okay, but enforce I, that I, philosophy. Now that, you, now that you explain it like that, I totally get it now. Because yeah. I was because I was like, okay, the the philosophies of this. Yes, Colbert. I can see that now. But also, like the way it's presented is just kind of like like Stan Smith mm-hmm. from uh, American Dad. Because they are they are very traditional values. Yeah. But it's also like, well, it's the, my way, the highway, dude. Yeah, the traditional value in the ever-changing world. And um, we, we did our third episodes coming out next week, hopefully. Very excited for that. Um, I'm really excited. I think we actually... we I think we said something very special in that third episode. Um, I'm very I'm very proud of that third episode. And then we have a fourth... We have like a... We did like a... For the finale, we didn't have enough time to like kind of film it, so we did like a stage reading of it. But we filmed it, and uh, it'll be—it's like a multimedia. Like we filmed a little bit because right. what we had was like a, a lot of the actors were leaving in the um in the spring, so we filmed their stuff in the fall. Like okay, let's get these scenes done, and then whoever was remaining participated in the spring, like a at, at the end of the year, like a, a reading, and that was a lot of fun. A little wacky, but it was fun. Uh, but conservative school, that was one of my favorite things. You know, I learned a lot about filmmaking. I learned about about storytelling and character development. And uh, were, you, were you like a head writer on that? I would. Yeah, the way it worked was that I was kind of the showrunner. It was a small crew, which I kind of liked. It was like the same people every time. Yeah, there was only like a handful of you guys. Yeah. Um. So what would happen was that uh, for the pilot episode, I did everything. I directed, wrote, produced. I was like total filmmaker. I learned. I'm not a big fan of directing, actually. Um. Mm. And I don't feel I'm actually technically there to like kind of tell people what to do with a camera or lights or sound. Um, so I gave that over to, for the drug episode, which was the second one we did. The, the, the pilot was a two-parter, and I did both of those. Then we did the the drug episode, and I gave that to Amos. Amos was a bit. Amos plays Blaine Perry, who's my kind of rival. He's like the big, tall, liberal guy. He directed that episode, and he kind of he had a bit more understanding of the technical aspects of it. And uh, he has such a creative mind, and where like shots can be, and how can we tell this better. It worked. It worked really well. You know that actually shows because uh, past week I actually watched the shows uh, as like a refresher, yeah. just to like know what I'm really getting at. Because I said I like full disclosure. I said I liked conservative art school. I didn't, you know, watch it. Oh, okay. but now I did. So oh, cool. now I'm not lying. Oh, good. So now I'm not lying. <laughs> Any favorite characters at all? <laughs> Joseph Stalin. How about that? Oh, Tommy the Cummy! Living yeah. Tommy. Because he's like the ghost of drugs past, ghost of drugs now. When I'm the ghost of drugs present. Yeah. I also... Um, I, had to, I had to take a step back and like, what am I'm watching this. Yeah, yeah, well... This is what I'm doing now. I know. Well, I love the... I love the... That's what I want. I want cra- just full-out crazy... I, I think so I described like it's a live-action political cartoon. That's... Yeah, that's well, a great that, way of putting it. That actually is. Yeah, actually uh, is. and they wrote it they, uh, last year. They wrote an article about it in like the school newspaper saying conservative art schools if Stephen Colbert meets SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, but that was that. I had a lot of fun. Third episode's coming out. Uh, we got our finale coming out. And then, um, I'm re- actually, I'm going to make a box set. Yeah. <laughs> nice DVD <laughs> box set. Because we already have the the, the, the pilot and the, the, the How Tom and the Comedy Store 4th of July, which is one of my favorite things I just did at Long Island. Uh, really? Huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, on on DVD. So Ricky Downs collection. Yeah, the Cry the the Cry Rick collection. <laughs> I tried. Um, but yeah, so college. So that happened. That was that. a big element of it. There was um, there was my comedy troupe, uh, Police Keys, which was a part of. They're great. Um, last, uh, that started my sophomore year by this guy Gene Meyer, big, 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 bu- big buff sport guy. So big, big, big buff sport guy. Big, big buff sport guy. Doesn't belong at Emerson. <laughs> like, does not belong at Emerson, but probably loved the school more than anybody. He was just, and he was, like, very angry. And, like, he reminds, I, the best way I can describe Gene, he's he's Bill Hicks meets Sam Kisson meets just, like, unadulterated rage. He would <laughs> scream and he would, like, shout and, like, he listened to death, uh, hard, uh, grindcore all the time. But he was a really funny comedian, like... He was kind of like me. He like it is his own like kind of crazy persona, and he formed this comedy troupe because he got rejected from all the other ones, and I was rejected too. He knew me through class. He's like, "I want you to be my comedy troupe," and we had a lot of fun. And uh, <laughs> it went. He graduated last year. We we kept it going, and we had a really fun time. We did a lot of crazy sketches. You know, I got to wrote a few. I I didn't write that many, but I wrote a few. I got to perform a lot of times. Um, and it was cool to see just so many different like styles of comedy coming together to create something. Because my comedy is so out there and weird it's kind of cool to see kind of more like like kind of down to earth of the other comedians or kind of that uh, some of them have a bit more of a stoner edge uh yeah i I actually have a thing about that um i I guess the story would be a lot more relevant with uh past guests and dylan or gerard around but uh my school had a an improv group oh okay and the thing of it was i didn't i thought it was like a giant secret because i had no idea how to join uh but when i heard about it like, they sounded like funny guys. They sounded like great people. And I actually did see a performance once. But they did, like, a whose line is it anyway. And I think there was, like, a, one or two people that, like, kept uh, devolving it down to, like, sex jokes. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I get it, but it's really just expected of us now, isn't it? Yeah. College I, students, we find sex stuff funny. I mean, we... I don't... In Poliskis, there weren't that many... There actually, I don't think there were many... There were a lot of, um... Because we were more, like, kind of... DYI, whatever that means. They said, Do it yourself? Yeah, they said they were more punk, essentially. I don't know if I buy the punk aspect. I think we were more, like, kind of edgy, I guess. Which, I, a good sketch which kind of, uh, just, like, kind of, I think exemplifies police cases that there's no dialogue. Um, but a guy comes out, he walks on stage, center stage, he takes a sign out that says, uh, the F word, blind people, and then up, two other people come out with their middle fingers flipping off the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, <laughs> First show, and I think that that's that that's I think it, yeah. You know that sketch more than anybody. That, that, that kind of like that. That's who we are. Like just that type of. <laughs> yeah, we did that. That's actually kind of avant garde. Now that I think about it, it is a bit because my stuff is. I mean, my comedy is way. I mean, my stand up is weird. Like one time, I did. Uh, my entire bit was just me singing Les Mis as the voice of the Muppets. Really? <laughs> yeah, and it went great. <laughs> Huh. I did that once. I did. Uh, I, 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 one of my favorites. I, the last bit I ever did at Emerson, and it's probably one of my favorites. It was. Um, so I start off, and, I'm, and it seems like I'm going to do the Aristocats joke. Like, all right, an old man walks into a talent agency. He looks at the talent agent, and he says, "Have I got a bit for you?" An old man walks into a talent agency. Oh God! <laughs> he looks at the talent agent, and he says. Like- 
Have I got a bit for you? An old man walks into a talent agency. And it keeps going. Yeah, and it keeps it, going. And it keeps going. And the crazy thing is, like, I, I'm not very good at improv, but there are times where, like, something will click. And there was a podium on, uh, like, off stage, and I ran to it, and I, I did an MLK, because someone just came out at the time. I did an MLK impression. An old man walked, and it killed. And then I just left <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even say it. I just I just walked off stage after that. It was really fun. it was a fun time. I was Elsa one time. That's a I was drunk Elsa. Yep. This was this, this was I gotta hear. This was le- this was actually this year, and um, it was kind of it was talking about the it kind of it came from like the now that the Frozen phenomenon had kind of ended. It's like well, what is she doing now? Uh, so she came. So I came out in the in the dress, and like I had like a. <laughs> A bottle of water. See a... that—that's dedication, people. That's dedication. He's yeah. got the dress. I had the wig. I know you just skimmed over that. Yeah, I had but... the dress. I had the wig, and I come out with all the makeup is smeared. Hey, you know how many YouTube covers there were of Let It Go this month? One, and um, and then I, I do that. I think I think my favorite joke was that like, so she's drunk, she's a mess. Um, and there are a few like Disney references that, and they're like, she's like, hey, you know what? I've been sleeping with Mickey for the last few weeks. That's why they call this thing the House of Mouse. Oh my god! <laughs> that and um, I think my best line. She, my so after god. after like chugging my bottle of water, I say, "Ah, absolute vodka on the rocks. I made the rocks." <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, I did that one. Oh um, god! Yeah, so a lot of yeah, and that's cool because you get to experiment. And, I, and like, I'm, I want to obviously I want to keep doing stand up. I'm a little worried to where to do it because I don't know if Long Island's the best place with a bunch of old people. Get, get them off the stage. <laughs> well, the, way, the, the the thing of it is, I wouldn't even know where to start. With I know, that, you know, I know what? that's the thing. Because I know, I know theater three. Uh, I don't even know when the hell that would be, but I think theater three does something like that. Yeah, I would love to do. I would love, but I wouldn't even know where to start, like to get in with that. Yeah, and there's like comedy clubs, and like no one goes to a comedy club unless they know the person that's yeah. doing it. So and it, it's like a it's a very weird industry to get into. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, that's why I think you got. That's why like, that's why I'm very excited for New York because New York is a train right away. But that's probably where most of the stuff's going to happen. And I guess I can talk about it now. Is that Yesterday, I was Skyping with Debbie Derryberry, who's my voice acting coach. Yeah, I met her in, uh, yeah, I met this person out in L.A. Um, she, uh, I met her in L.A. Um, when I did, I did a summer uh, semester at Emerson, and they did it at the L.A. program. It was a great, the internship itself wasn't that great. They were all right people, but it just was not in my field, and I, Nickelodeon kind of screwed me over. I don't want to talk about that. But, <laughs> but what I did was that I got an animation gig well, out really? there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Uh. Um so then, as I got out to LA, I had to send out the resume everywhere. Uh, they finally got picked up by an internship, but it wasn't. It was all right, you know. And I, I don't. I, I have a big beef with internships. I feel you and me both, buddy. You and me both, especially with the industry. Do you know what intern? Almost every single intern does what in Hollywood? In Hollywood, and this, and you know, Emerson kids can contest to this. Almost every single internship is coverage. And what coverage is, is that you read a script, you say if you should pass or fail. So... So wait, so people... Your entire... So yeah, and uh, writers... People's magnum opi is in are the hands in the hands of, hands of interns. Exactly. Wow. That, 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 that's, writers out there, take note. Yeah, yeah, your entire, like, life is in the hands of some dumb college kid. And if they had, like, a bad sandwich that day, you're out. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, now, with that said, I did re- get to read a few cool scripts. Um, the new, I, you might saw commercials for it, the new NWA movie. I read that script, which was really good. That was a good script. Yeah. I read I Look at that, your impact on the world. Yeah, and I read only, And only you and anyone who hears this will know. Yeah, I read a sci-fi, a sci- a sci-fi movie channel script. Mm-hmm. I said mm-hmm. pass, that was good. I, no, I, I, I said I didn't pass on it, I said go with it. Did you read a comedy on Ava Braun? No, no. no. Actually, bringing that up in my writing class, in my uh, film comedy class, we uh, we we had this thing where we would we would pitch. We would kind of like he our professor gave us like an hour, write an outline for um comedy, and then at the end of the class we had like kind of a contest going on. We would all be a, a studio, and we would buy each other scripts, and then uh, we would create a slate of you know the logo, a cast, uh, a budget plan, and his friend who's a producer. Uh, at Disney would actually write down if this film would make money or not. Hmm. And it was a, it's a very good experience. I liked it a lot. Did yours make money? Uh, yeah, we actually our our studio did very well, and uh, one of my <laughs> ideas actually got pop, got very good regards. Um, really? So I, I yeah, I wrote an outline to this idea. We we, we bought it from another studio, so like everybody had like kind of. Do t- I smell Gravity Pine? Gravity Falls spinoff. Uh, no, but this was um, written it, by Ricky Downs. It was actually a little similar, and actually, it wasn't at all what I'm talking about. It was Very about fun. a cowboy, a retired like rodeo cowboy who goes to a retirement home and turns into like a western, uh, like turns into the wild, wild west huh. with his biker friend. And I think what got it was the cast I had was Harrison Ford and Morgan Freeman, and they said that's Big Bank. Um, but we had written it. Just the the topic was rom com, and so we did an idea called. My Fuhrer's Wedding, and it was about... <laughs> it sounds like springtime for Hitler. It was about a, 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 a small, a, 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 you know, a young German farmer boy, a blacksmith rather, a young, and, to, and the love of his life comes back to the, from the big city to the little farm village, and she has a new boyfriend though, and he has to steal her heart away. She's dating Adolf Hitler. <laughs> and, oh my god. And we sold that idea, and the team who uh, bought it got ripped a new one uh, by this producer. Of all the ideas I've ever read, this is the worst idea. How dare you? How dare you insult the Jewish people like this? <laughs> and we wrote it. So like, yeah, we wrote that one. Uh, we didn't... Uh, thankfully, she never actually met us because she probably would have killed us if we did. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, as, how was I talking about Hitler? Oh, yeah, Abraham. Bro- yeah, so they, yeah, that's what you do in, in Hollywood. All these interns just read a bunch of scripts. They say yes or no. So... Yeah, it's a messed up system. I don't like it. Uh, well, I, it, it's a system, though. That's a, that's what they have. Yeah. So, because, well, who who else are you going to get to do that? That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. What, someone paid? Are you kidding? What? Yeah, so a bunch of... It wasn't a paid internship? It wasn't a paid internship, no. <laughs> and also, I did a lot of stuff at that place where I think... I mean, my friend Sarah, who a uh, good friend of mine, she also worked there... They put the plug on that place because of her experience there, um, and I think. Wait, like she was responsible for that? No, she talked to this. Well, she took. She talked to the, like the guidance counselor about it, and we had the same guidance counselor because oh. we had the same place. And she said, "Yeah, we're pulling the Wembers and stuff, doing any more things there because she got a lot. She they made her do a bunch of, and I got to do this stuff too. But um, the thing was is that she, uh, she rightfully complained. I should have complained, but I didn't. They put us on phone. One of the secretaries was out for a day, mm-hmm. and they put us on phone duty. I got Monday. She got Wednesday and Thursday. And here's the deal. Okay, here here it comes. 
Here it comes. That because I already, I already deal with phones uh, at my job, and I'm like, look, I... You're, yeah, they directed you're... me to the they directed you to the wrong department, but because I'm a nice guy, I'm gonna help you. Yeah, but it was the one of the not only was it one of the hardest things I ever had to do because I'm on phone with like Carl Weathers talent agent, you know. Yeah, I have to make these like appointments. If I don't, like people's like days will be screwed up. And I, I they made me they like they they showed me how to do this. Essentially, I, the problem was it's against the law. It's it was a, completely illegal. You cannot have an unpaid internship do the work of a paid employee. Okay, yeah, I can already see the problem with that. So they immediately, when when Sarah talked to them about that, they pulled the plug immediately, so we were both, that internship was over with us. Alright. Um, I went back my last day just to, like, say goodbye to everybody, but that was the end of that. Um, yeah, like, super fast, speed, 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 and I understand, some people, they do great in that environment, not me, though, and I learned, and, I, and I'm appreciative of that now. I now know I cannot do, if I'm going to be in this industry, I have to be in the, I have to be on set. Acting, performing, writing something. I cannot be behind I, the scenes. Yeah, Be- behind the behind the scenes. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, that, I, I, that's that's the soul sucking administrative stuff. Which I've already I've talked with people. I'm like, why are you doing this? Why don't you just get a desk job like me and then you know slowly die inside? Yeah. Because the, the, you need people behind the desks. You, you know do. what I mean? The, that high stress job, like someone has to do it. And I know. And, that's you know, the sixth secretary. I know. And I, I re- and you know, I, I think I earn. I honestly, and I know, like. I know it was. I know I, I, I. I'm not even defending them. I'm just. But no, I'll say I. I earned a lot of respect for them. Yeah. Because they have to do that, and they they're the ones making. So, they really are, you know, kind of pulling the strings, and I appreciate that a lot, and especially the fact that they can do it. I can't do that. It's like it's like when you get people who treat waiters and waitresses badly, and you're like, dude, just do what they do for like one. Exactly. Shift. Yeah. You'll get a whole new respect for them. Yeah, and I, I think that could be said for like every job, mm-hmm. but. Then what are you going to feel indignant about? Because there are there are people who are just terrible at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, I agree. But, but <laughs> it really did give me a new. So even though it wasn't a great internship, it it taught me what I can't do. Yeah, and no, it taught me that's that's the whole point. And it gave me a new respect for the people who are doing that, and a new respect for them. If I didn't know that my not, butt could fold, and they were very oh, understanding yeah. too. They were very understanding. <laughs> they knew it was my first day, and they got it. So I, I I appreciate that. If I didn't know my butt could mold to a chair so well, I wouldn't I wouldn't volunteer for insurance <laughs> Ooh, yeah. and get paid for it. Gotcha. So I guess that's not volunteering. That's that's a job. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but the thing was that as I was saying, I was I was on the um, I was on the phone with Debbie Derryberry, and I, I met her in L.A. and we did voice acting. We did like about five voice acting lessons together. And uh, here's the crazy thing: I go into her house to into her store studio recording. There's a giant. Giant poster, giant dinosaur. A giant poster of Jimmy Neutron. Wait, she, what? She's the voice of Jimmy Neutron. She's the voice. <laughs> really? Yeah, she's the voice of Jimmy Neutron. What? And we're talking. We talk. We talk shop. We talk about like, oh, how's like the show and whatnot. She, um, she's amazing. She helped. We got an animation, uh, voice acting reel together by the end of the summer. She came. Uh, we skyped in with her at uh, Sweet Tooth. Really? Yeah, at my my animation club. We skyped in. We she had a, like an interview. It was amazing. It was and and I just talked to her yesterday, and I'm, and I was a little I'm a little worried to talk to her because it's been a while since I have seen her. Um, and I I don't I mean we committed for email, but I'm like oh I don't know if I should talk to her because I don't know what's gonna happen. You know I'm in New York. Everything's in LA. She 
She gave me the contact information of all these agents out in New York. She gave me some book titles of a uh, guy of like agencies and whatnot that'll take me up. She, we're already planning to do a commercial voice acting reel. What? Yeah. So in the next few weeks, we're gonna get that commercial reel together. Um, I gotta gotta I gotta get a mic like this and like kind of get everything. Set no, up. you gotta get a better mic than this. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was talking to you about the Yeti earlier. <laughs> we, yeah. All yeah, right. So you got sense. the Yeti going on. Um, we're gonna set that up and. Uh, Get a commercial reel, and once that commercial reel is done, now that we have the we have the animation done now, because we we had that done for a few months now, we'll put them together, put them on like uh, uh, voiceacting.com, which is a voice acting place uh, that you know that's where <laughs> is it is yeah. voiceacting.com a place? Is that like movies.com? What's there? <laughs> uh, farm animals. Farm animals. <laughs> Pigs. Um, so we're gonna put that online. She's gonna help me find an agent. I'm in New York, and uh, God, that's remarkable. Crap. Yeah, that's it, it. Was very scary because. I think now I, I have, like, a plan for the next... I obviously got to find, like, a job where I can make money for all this because it does add up. It's a lot of money to get my mic and whatnot. But right. now, well, that, that was going to be, like, the follow-up with this if I was going to, like, hit all of the marks of generic questions that are almost like an interview. Yeah, but now I actually kind of have it pulled out, which I'm excited for, and not only that, but, you know, I did talk about, like, because, you know, she knows me. She knows that I'm passionate. She knows I want to do a lot. Um, and she said, like, in complete honesty, I don't think voice acting will help you get... You know, necessarily help you with writing animation because they kind. Of, she said the writers I know write, and the animators I know animate. But she also said, "But listen, hey, there's companies out there that they want multi-talented." She gave me some studios to pitch my ideas to. Hmm. And uh, well, what are what are some of those ideas? Sell me, sell me on two of your ideas. I, I I'm have, not even going to go with like your best one. I don't want you to pick. Well, I really want to actually. It's it's not animated, but I really want to fully adapt conservative art school into it. I really could. I think. I think I could see it like on Adult Swim or something, or mm-hmm. like a cable comedy show. Uh, I don't know. Uh, are you familiar with the? Uh, are you familiar with Hellbenders? No, Hellbenders. It, it's like okay. Are you familiar with? Uh, uh, I guess. I guess you wouldn't be, but they're uh, animator online. Uh, Psychic Pebbles. I know Psychic Pebbles actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach, uh, Psychic Pebbles and Oni. Uh, they do. Uh, they did this show called Hellbenders, and like it, it's like it's crazy. But they also talked. They must have talked on their podcast on this like three times by now. They've talked about uh, pitching it to Adult Swim, and even they were shot down. I'm like, really? Huh? I would watch that on Adult Swim. Oh well, yeah. I mean, it's gonna take. I would like to adapt that. I also have an idea. I wrote a pilot about uh, two Duck Brothers who run a studio, a movie studio together. <laughs> it was fun. Right. Yeah, it's gonna need some work, but that one. But a conservative school is really the one I, I would like to see. I, I like that one. It's live action though. Um, could be a cartoon though. No, I mean, if Children's Hospital can go on there. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, it's also just one thing. I was just an example, like maybe Comedy Central or something, or maybe a web, maybe like get into a full... I, I think a web series would be like the best way to start Yeah, that, web series, know? yeah. Like get that going, and then like if you would have something to showcase. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we do have like a solid trilogy. You do. You do. You know what, you know what I would suggest if this is like a, a humble opinion and we're actually taking my opinion seriously? Uh, minisodes. You know, like, yeah, yeah, like fifteen fifteen minute segments on that. You know, yeah, yeah. We we um yeah. Amos wanted to do that. Um, I mean, I wanted to tell the story. I wanted to tell um, because there was like a there was a series uh, that I liked on a YouTube channel called Geek and Sundry, uh, called Learning Town, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was done by uh, musical comedic duo Paul and Storm. So you were already in for a treat if you already know their music, uh, and it, it like went on ten episodes. And it was like it was entertaining. Seriously, I find myself humming the songs. Yeah, I mean that's what I want to do next. Now that I, I mean I don't have Emerson anymore, but I like to do some like comedy sketches on YouTube and whatnot. 
Ooh, I mean, I, and, I have a, and, I, and I'm editing um, my one man show together to put that on YouTube, which is I'm gonna knock on wood. Hope that hope uh, that gets done soon. Um, probably will though. Uh, well, best of luck with that. Yeah, yeah, but it's a while because there's a lot to do. I gotta like get fix the sound up a little bit. I gotta dub a few things. But um, well, if there's anything that doing the show has taught me, it's that uh, you you learn something with it every time that you do a new project with it. You get a little better each time. Uh, like starting off with this, I knew nothing about Audacity, and then now I'm like compressing and yeah. amplifying and like fine tuning audio. And, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and um, I agree, and like I, that's why I think the and that's the one thing about Conservatives I like, will say, with the exception of the finale, because that was a stage reading, so it's a little different. Every episode got, a, I think, create. I personally think, contextually and creatively, I think I've always kind of been strong uh, okay. as a writer. <laughs> But aesthetically, it's always looked better and better. How are those re- How are those laurels that you're resting on? Oh, fantastic! <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that's that. And uh, so yeah, there's a bit of a, so actually now it looks like there's a long term plan, which is great. Oh, um, well, that's awesome. Honestly, um, yeah. My my only experience with people like going into entertainment are anyone that I knew uh, from my fiance's college, Wagner, and they're they're just doing they're doing shows. So yeah, I never. The, I, I'm glad that I know someone that was going into the voice acting industry. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. That's that, awesome. Yeah, that and um, I also and also again, I, I I think the next step for me, I think, is well, actually, the next step is getting this real one. I gotta get that done. But um, I would also love to move to New York City. Actually, find a place. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Yeah, just because. <laughs> Please. I, I I have a feeling what's going to happen in the next few months is me probably going to be uh, if. If anything does does go for the voice acting, knock on wood. We're knocking on wood now. Um, if I feel I probably have to get up like at six a.m. every morning to get the train and get out to the places to audition and whatnot. But well, uh, well <laughs> welcome to the terrible life that is the commuter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's another. That is something you know I didn't really realize at Emerson. Emerson, I did. I did a lot at Emerson. But with that said, I lived on campus. And yeah, I didn't no. realize how my my uh, my campus building when I went to St. John's was. Uh... Right there on uh, Tribeca. Yeah. So, like, I, I had the entire world at my fingertips. Exactly. And I think that's and something... Feet. I do think that is something you kind of... Take for granted? Yeah, yeah, I definitely did. I definitely did take that for granted, because I didn't realize how important that is. I take for granted living basically a few floors above where I could go to class. Yeah, exactly. There were days that I didn't even have to set foot outside. Yeah. Yeah, you take that... This, yeah. <laughs> You do take that for granted. And the thing of it is, I'm not. I'm the kind of guy. I don't. I don't particularly like driving. No, I, I hate driving. I can't drive. That's not thing I gotta do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, all I right. gotta that's right. Yeah. Well, because like typically with this show, a little behind the scenes uh, knowledge for you guys. Uh, I take. I drive to the train station and take the train to Mineola, where it would be a lot more intuitive to just. Oh, I don't know. Drive to Mineola. Just skip out one step entirely. Yeah, because you and your friend, right? Yeah, yeah, I go, I go over to Mike's. Uh, so, like this, this weekend was a relief because I didn't even have to drive anywhere too far. I mean, the farthest that I went was to pick up a new microphone. Yeah. Which I do have to f- toy around with so I can get two working at once. I want two. Yeah, we we were. I, I feel so terrible that I had Ricky Downs, uh, uh, just sitting here while I tried to figure out how to get uh two microphones working, no. and we just didn't. No, it's yeah. all right. No worries, though. They we had um, yeah. So that's the plan, I guess. Uh, to work on that. It's also um, if you will actually, uh, Dean. I mean, I'll, I, I, if you don't mind, I could actually your show. Uh, I finished my feature film. Would you mind maybe um, doing? Bless, 
What? Plugging it? No, not or? plugging because it's a feature. It's a script. Oh, Would okay. you mind maybe uh, participating in a reading of it one time or another? Yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> I remember I, I'm like hesitant to agree to it because I remember what happened last time, which was nothing. I think you wanted to like a, an Australian accent or something for a kangaroo or something. Yeah, that was like a while ago. That, that was, sticks out to me. That I'm was, like that didn't happen. Yeah, that was that was a long time ago, but that was uh, that never got done. This is a script. This is just a, I just want to read it. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I would be more than happy to. I mean, more than that, but <laughs> yeah. at least I'd be doing something different, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Hey. Hey. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we're doing sound bites. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Download the ring from below. Thank you for not having any sound bites. Hi, Gene. It's nice to be here. <laughs> uh, I well, not, I just got back. I would not be able to live with myself. Although, if you wanted anything censored on the show, odds are I would find like some duck clips. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. I did that once, uh, actually, on a previous episode. Like, uh, someone, a friend of mine wanted uh, a location or a name bleeped out, and I just put in, like, a party horn. <laughs> yeah, back when I did... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, Lord. Um... Uh, I giggled so much. But, yeah, no, uh, I, but I think I prefer actually doing uh, the train thing, just because there's a lot of waiting in between, so I feel kind of justified in just whipping out my laptop and just doing mini-editing when I can. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because otherwise I just get home and I'm just going to do it anyway. So Gotcha. Yeah. I also feel like Long Island isn't a great place for young people. Like, of our It's age... very inhospitable. Uh, especially if you don't drive. Yeah, I agree. Because there is no immediate entertainment around us. It is suburbia hell, and I describe it to everybody that is not familiar with Long Island. Yeah, I, I was, because I was talking to a friend of mine in Emerson. He lives in Long Island, and he too said, like, it's a bad place for young people, especially if you can't drive. Mm-hmm. See, there's there's that whole mindset right there. We're already linked. But I think with young people especially, I'm, I'm not even going to get into how you can't afford an apartment unless you're making a, a ludicrous amount of oh, money. Oh, in New York? Yeah. Yeah. Boston's different, though. Boston, you could do, like, $500. You know, this thing about Boston. Wait, Seriously? Oh yeah, Boston. Damn it all. Boston is cheap. Boston is very cheap. Damn That's it why all. I mean, Boston. We gotta understand, Boston is a collegial town. It's run by college people. Damn it. So they, you know, I, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta find out if. Uh, well, thanks, thanks to uh, a company buying out ours and calling it a merger. Uh, I should find out if we have an office there. Maybe I can work there in Boston and you know live on my own. Yeah. Or fiance. Do that. Yeah, Boston is a Boston is a very good place for young people. So because can... I'm. I don't even know how much an apartment costs. I'm not even going to look. I'm living at home just because I want to save up for a wedding. Why oh, yeah. am I doing that again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it, Boston was a very good place for young people. Long Island, not so much. But we make do what we got, you know. Isn't it like... I'm pretty sure it's like the most expensive place to live in the country. Boston? No, not Boston. Oh, Long, Long Island, Island, yes. Long Island. I've been Nassau t- and Suffolk County. They are too... Yes, absolutely. They are so expensive... And not only that, but um, I remember, like, even as a young kid, knowing that lower income here is much different than other places. That's very true. You know, somebody, you know, we, we might, you know, being lower middle class in Long Island is probably being, I mean, just money-wise, maybe not the house you have, maybe not the food you eat, 
but the mo- the actual money. Yeah, the total cost of the total everything. cost is probably more middle or upper class in other areas of the country. That's very true. Uh, there's there's such a disparity just when you leave the tri uh, the tri county area. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just when you leave that, you'll notice like, oh wow, everything's manageable. Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know what? I I mean, like people are like, oh, I would never leave Long Island. Like, why not? It doesn't want you here. Yeah, it's just a... If Long Island was, like, humanized, I'm pretty sure it would hate everybody. Oh, yeah. Long Island would be just an angry... Very full of itself, too, I feel. Yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe some hair gel. Yeah, hair gel um, hangs up by 7-Eleven and uh, wears flip-flops all the time and is very proud of that and needs to boast about how... Yeah, I'm from Long Island. I lose... Good, a good night out. Good night out would be Applebee's. Yeah, <laughs> a, a fancy night out would be Olive Garden. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's it, he would be the guy who treats himself higher. He would be an unbelievably snob who treats himself like the greatest regard, but he is the most. Maybe maybe put some four loco in a champagne flute <laughs> for good measure. You know what? I have never met anyone that does that, and I if there's anyone out there who does know somebody, please let me know so I could just like seethe my hate into them. <laughs> yeah, fun, um, an out there movie for them is. Oh. Come on, you, you, you Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that's as weird as I get, man. <laughs> okay, there we go. There we go. Thought Train has left the station. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Oh, you know what? You you did you did bring up something before, but I think we're going to save that for the post show. You wanted to talk about? I did, I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, are we coming to the end of the post show? Or are we I mean, we, we we could we could. Uh, you know what? This this feels like a good note to end on. All right. Well, I'm, this is the you show. Know, you you uh, I'm I'm happy for you that you graduated and all of that. Uh, thank God you are not milking it for all it's worth and being very terribly inspirational. Yeah, I have. I mean, I have one goodbye video. We'll see how that goes. But uh, then, uh, <laughs> that that that's it. Um, yeah, please. Then it's is on. it already recorded? It is already recorded. Okay, I can't. Well, well, don't just let me know this much. Is 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 like over the top serious or over the top funny? It's if over, we can go between those. It's it, all right. For the most part, it's over the top funny. There, Thank you. I I have a serious. I have a, a kind of like a, a schmaltzy moment. Oh, okay. But then, which quickly replaced by like a funny moment. I think I think you're entitled to a schmaltzy moment, but please, like, it, it it's very it's very oversaturated now. People, we get it. You're we're all proud of you, but you, this is life now. Yeah, yeah. That's the end of things. All right, then. Cool, cool. Bye, right. guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you're gonna be here more of Ricky soon. Yay! Yay! See ya.